Hey everyone, welcome back to Launch Codes Football. My name is Chris. And I'm Chelsea. Today is the start of season two of our podcast. Can you believe it? We made it through season one already. I know, 14 episodes and a live stream event on YouTube. What a good time that was. Honestly, it was lots of fun. You know, we were able to interact with our audience and we just want to say really thank you to everyone who listens um we really appreciate it and you know it means a lot that people are willing to take time out of their day or just their car ride walk jog or just whatever that they're doing in life just to listen to us and take time to look at you know what we've got to say and so we really appreciate it and thank each and every one of you for listening yeah thanks for the support guys we would not be here without you exactly so chris what are we talking about today? Well, today we're going to be talking about free agency. It has been a little bit hectic with lots of rumors, a few free agency moves and stuff. So today we're just going to be talking about some rumors and also the things that have already happened. So yeah, because yeah. the actual the the season, the 2021 to 2022 season doesn't open until March 15th. But let's be honest. The season starts after the Super Bowl ends. Like in the hearts and minds of every NFL fan in America, it does not start on March 15th. It starts the day after the Super Bowl because, you know, there's no more games played after that. So it's like it should start then, in my opinion. So this is week one of two of our free agency preview episodes. And then once March 15th hit and, you know, all of the the people and the contracts start flying and going other places. That's going to be a lot of fun. So over the next couple of weeks, we're kind of going to be going through not only things that have happened so far, but also some pertinent rumors in the NFL world and some important veteran cuts that have actually been happening. So there are some, some decently big names that have been getting cut that are older. So we'll go into that as well. But let's get started, Chris. How about you lead off with the biggest news of the week in the world of NFL so far? All right. Sounds good. Um, just keep in mind, we're recording on March 4th. So yep. if something happens between now and when this episode goes up, we'll talk about it next week. But just keep in mind, that's when we're talking about this right now. So as of now, J.J. Watt has signed with the Arizona Cardinals. He got a $12 million signing bonus. That's Pretty nice, pretty nice payday. Um, $14.5 million base value year one, $28 million base over the next two years. Max, he gets 31, $3 million incentives based on sacks. If he gets 10 sacks in 2021, gets a million. And um, 10 sacks 2022, gets another million. I'm just like, dang, this is kind of, this is a nice contract. I can't deny. So, I think, um, yeah, he's, I think honestly going for him, going to Arizona is a good move for him because I think Arizona is trying to go all out for a Super Bowl Now I kind of feel like they had a disappointing year last year, to be honest. I think that they wanted to go further than they did. And they just ended up like eight and eight, just barely missing the playoffs by a game to the Rams. And honestly, even if they made the playoffs, I don't know how, well they would have done because at times the cardinals looked really good but at other times they just looked not great and so they were kind of a little bit maybe above average team i mean you finished eight and eight so that's 
average, but at times they showed that they were good, like against beating the Bills with a Hail Mary. Other times they just didn't look that great and were kind of disappointing this year, I think, to a lot of Cardinals fans. So I think this year they're really trying to build up and just go for that Super Bowl. And I don't blame them. I, I don't I think that's a good move for them. So Chelsea, what do you think? So I was sitting on my couch in the living room waiting for my friend to show up when this news dropped, right? And I was walking to the front door to let her inside. And the whole time I was going, the Cardinals? You signed with the Cardinals? The Cardinals. What happened to J.J. Watt wanting to go to a team that was ready to contend for a Super Bowl now? Like, I don't think you can deny the fact that the Cardinals are a very talented team, that they have some really good pieces, that they have a super talented quarterback, you know, et cetera. They have good pieces, but I mean, if you look at them, you know, versus the Packers or the Browns or, you know, even the Colts, like, the, you know, none of those teams or all of those teams are ready to compete for a Super Bowl now. Like, I think Arizona is getting there. I think they're close, but I don't know if they can win a Super Bowl with the current roster they have and beat out, you know, the Tampa Bays and the Packers and the Bills of the world and the Chiefs of the world. Like, I don't really see this Cardinals team entering into the playoffs and taking down a juggernaut like the Chiefs or, you know, the Packers or something. Like, they're a really talented team, and if they believe that they can get here or get there this year with the acquisition of J.J. Watt, then what the heck? I mean, if J.J. Watt believes in them and if he thinks that they can get there with his help, then what the heck? Why not sign there? But even still, I feel like looking at all the other teams that he could have gone to, I was I was really surprised he went to the Cardinals. Um, And, I mean, if anything, they're kind of the Arizona Texans now, right? Because he and wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins are united. I mean, what's going to happen next? Is there going to be a quarterback swap for Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray? And then it'll really be the Arizona, the Arizona Texans. But yeah, I was, I was really surprised that JJ Watt went here. I think JJ Watt is getting pay overpaid. I think that he is still a very talented player. He's a great veteran presence and that he still makes an impact, but he's not, you know, the defensive player of the year, JJ Watt, that we are accustomed to, right? Because I mean, I had heard a rumor that he was asking for between 15 and $16 million a year, and he is getting 14 and a half in his first year. So it looks like he compromised a little bit to help the team out and make sure that he gets signed. But I don't know. I feel like he's getting overpaid. And I feel like he should have gone somewhere else. Like I don't know why he didn't go to like the Bills or the Packers or the Browns. Like imagine him and Miles Garrett. Like I know that, um, you know, the Cardinals have some premier pass rushers on their team already. And I know that J.J. Watt's going to pair really well with that. I just don't know if as a whole team – they have the capacity to keep up with the Chiefs and the Bucks of the world. Like, maybe he just wanted to go somewhere warm. I mean, maybe he was just tired of being in Texas. Not that Texas is necessarily known for being cold, except like the last two weeks when it actually was cold. 
but I don't know. This just really surprised me. And a lot of um, people were surprised who were sports announcers. A lot of fans were surprised. I was watching ESPN right when this news dropped and they were talking to, you know, a couple of um, NFL like reporters and stuff for ESPN and the news dropped and they were like breaking news JJ Watt sent to the Arizona Cardinals and the reactions of the people that had just been talking about it were like uh what that's kind of how I felt no I mean it's definitely surprising to be honest I thought the most likely place he'd end up would be Pittsburgh I mean well see you'd think that hmm. but Pittsburgh has horrible cap issues so they wouldn't have been able to sign them even if they wanted to unless they cut like Ben Roethlisberger or something, which is not going to happen. Yeah, I think they're going to stick with him. Would have been so. a cool story, though, him and his two brothers up there, but they just didn't have the space. Yeah, that makes sense. They probably wanted to get him because it would have oh, just I'm added sure. to their defensive prowess. But yeah, we'll see what happens here with Arizona getting JJ Watt. I think it's definitely an interesting move. A- a good move for Arizona and if they can see here's the thing I think they can build a Super Bowl team out of this if they keep building on this so you got JJ Watt all right you need more now that's a good piece to have it's not just JJ Watt that's going to get them to the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. they're going to have to add more to this team and that's what I want to see from them they have Chandler Jones in Arizona too which you know Chandler Jones is a premier pass rusher also so, I mean, you put those two together and they could potentially wreak havoc on the quarterbacks of the NFL. I just thought that Watt would want to go to a more NFL Super Bowl ready team than the Cardinals. Like, I think the Cardinals, you know, are a few years out. J.J. Watt's only on a two-year contract. So, like, in three years or two years, they might be ready. But I don't really foresee them being ready this year, considering they went eight and eight last year. Like, we've definitely seen what they're capable of, you know, like when they beat the Bills, like you were saying with the Hale Murray. Like, we've seen what they can do when they play up to their capacity, but we've also seen what they can't do when they don't play up to their capacity, and it's really ugly. I just, I don't know. I just don't foresee them making it past, like, the conference playoff games. Like, if they make it, I I don't know. I just, I was surprised. And people were like, J.J. Watt, he went to the Cardinals for the money. But J.J. Watt's only making $14.5 million in year one. And he wanted between 15 and 16, according to rumors. So you can't really use that argument. Like, he's getting overpaid. But if he had gone to, like, you know, the Patriots or the Jets, like, the Jets would have paid him way more to come to the Jets then the Cardinals paid him, but he didn't. So it doesn't really feel like he went to the Cardinals for the money. It feels like he went there because he believes in them. And if J.J. Watt believes in them, I mean, we'll see. I think that's a pretty good indicator of what they have. If you have a former defensive player of the year, elite guy coming to your team and picking you because he believes in you over every other team that people projected he'd go to, I mean, we'll see. But it still surprised me, not going to lie. It is a surprising move, I cannot deny. But I will be very interested to see how it goes. So For sure. And I mean, you know, Watt contacted Kyler Murray, you know, once the news broke, he texted him and texted him, you know, that he believed in him. And that was one of the first things that he said to anyone who plays for the Cardinals. 
So, I mean, if you're Kyler Murray, you're thinking, dang, <laughs> J.J. Watt believes in me and he's been in the league for how long and has, you know, been around so many talented people for so many years. Like, that's got to be a confidence booster for Kyler Murray. And you obviously want to see him succeed, right? Because, you know, we've seen him do really, really well. And we've seen him do really, really bad. So hopefully that raises his confidence and he has an outstanding year, but it'll just be very interesting to watch and see what this team is able to do this year with JJ Watt because I was not expecting it at all. And I know that a lot of people were not either. So, mm-hmm. well, we'll see where it goes, but next let's talk about some trade rumors. We've got floating around the NFL here. We've got one of the big ones being Russell Wilson, so there's been a lot of rumors, a lot of things floating around. Nothing really from him, um, just about like his frustrations with the team, with the Seattle Seahawks. I think it's interesting to see kind of what's going down there because Russell Wilson wants to stay with the team, I think. But they said that his four teams that he would want to go to if he was traded would be the Cowboys, Saints, Raiders, and Bears. I think those are interesting teams. I think, I don't know what they'll do with it though, because Russell Wilson, you know, I think the Seahawks kind of are in the wrong here, getting mad at him. He's one, he's your franchise quarterback, which doesn't mean you let him walk all over you, but it does mean that it, you know, with Russell Wilson, knowing him, knowing the respect he has for other people, his team and every his coaching staff, you know, I think he understands like, you know, he he is part of the reason sometimes the offense isn't doing well, but he complained about, you know, some offensive line issues and on, on the Dan Patrick show. And honestly, I mean. He didn't call out anyone by name. He wasn't saying the coaching staff is doing terrible. He wasn't saying all of these things, but the Seattle Seahawks seem to get to have gotten upset about him saying that. Um, also, apparently earlier this season, right before the Seahawks played the Cardinals, there was a very mm, frustrating meeting between Russell Wilson and his team before the game and to the point where Russell Wilson stormed out of the meeting and Apparently that happened earlier this season. So maybe it's been some building tension. I don't know, but I don't think the Seahawks should trade Russell Wilson. It'd make for great NFL headlines, but I know a team that's really trying to, I think maybe push for him is the saints, but the problem is they just have so much money um, that they, they are way over the cap. So they don't have enough money to be able to, to afford him. They're, have so much money of being in debt like it's just not it's not looking good for their for their chances i think the cowboys will re-sign dak prescott the raiders seem to truly believe in Derek carr i mean john gruden seems to really care and believe in him so i think the most likely team that this would have that he would get traded to would be the bears because they need a quarterback and i think they'd be willing to give up quite a bit to get him but We'll see. I'm interested to see where Russell Wilson ends up by next season. I don't think he'll get traded because I just think that'd be a bad idea for the Seahawks. Like I said, of the four teams, he, you know, he has that ability to agree and disagree to a trade. And of these four teams, one of them, I think would be the only one willing to 
trade and that one is also in the NFC. So it's like, why would the Seahawks want to do that? So if you want to trade Russell Wilson, you want to get him out of conference. So, and the only, and the only one he'd be willing to agree to according to this list is the Raiders who, like I said, I don't think are going to trade away Derek Carr because John Gruden really likes him. So I don't know, Chelsea, what do you think? Well, first of all, I think this whole situation is utterly ridiculous you know, Russell Wilson gets on national TV and talks about the displeasure that he has being hit, you know, 50, 60 times a year, which anyone would get on TV if they had the opportunity to dis, you know, say how that makes them unhappy. Like, you know, I don't know exactly the amount of times that Russell Wilson got sacked, hit, knocked down, et cetera. I don't know the stats, but I know it was a lot. <laughs> I watched, you know, a few Seahawks games last year and it was rough. And you could tell that his offensive line play was impacting his play because he had multiple weeks where he threw a ton of interceptions, had fumbles, didn't look good. They lost games, et cetera. You know, everyone's going to blame Russell Wilson for that. But when Russell Wilson is running for his life, every single play, like he's not Superman, you know, he can't create something out of nothing. You need some kind of exterior help, right? I mean, as for his list, the Cowboys... If he ends up on the Cowboys, that is insane because that means that Dak Prescott is a free agent. And I don't see that happening considering Dak Prescott is multiple years younger than Russell Wilson. The Saints, well, Drew Brees hasn't even retired yet. You know, he will. Their current quarterback is Jameis Winston. But as Chris was saying, they have horrible cap issues. And I mean, everyone's seeing on Twitter, you know, they're trying to go and restructure a bunch of contracts and like they restructured, like, for example, Will Lutz's contract, you know, they're probably cutting some veterans and like doing all this stuff. But the reality is they're still like 50 or $60 million under. And Russell Wilson makes what is, doesn't he make close to $40 million a year on his contract? So like, it's not going to happen. It's just not unless they cut every big name on their team or trade them, it's not going to happen. So sorry, Saints fans. I know that you're holding out hope, but it's just not realistic. And then, you know, when this list dropped, everyone was like, why are the Raiders on there? Like the Raiders aren't that good. And there was one picture that got posted on Twitter and it was Derek Carr saying in the middle of his pocket, right. And them all being, you know, a good six, seven feet away from him. And he had absolutely no pressure. And honestly, that picture was kind of misleading because I'm pretty sure it was a max package. Like there was a running back in there blocking and a tight end and an extra lineman. But even still, no one was coming relatively close to touching him. And Russell Wilson looks at that and he goes, wow, that sure would be nice. <laughs> so, I mean, that's why he's interested in the Raiders because they have a decent O-line in comparison to the Seahawks. And then the Bears, I mean... I honestly don't know why he would put the Bears on there. Like, I guess their O-line is okay, but, like, their defense is really good. Maybe that's what he cares so much about. But, I mean, as for position players, I mean, they don't have, like, anyone spectacular. They're probably going to lose Allen Robinson to free agency. And, you know, they have really talented people on there, but, you know, they're not like the Alvin Kamaras and the DK Metcalfs of the world, you know. So I don't know if he get, if he gets traded or released or something that might be even more insane than if Watson gets traded 
because we've known that Watson Watson has been wanting to get traded, you know, for a good while now. And the Russell Wilson stuff recently dropped a couple of weeks ago and it came out of nowhere. Like we knew that Russell Wilson was sick and tired of getting hit. Like you can tell in his demeanor after games and in his conferences, like you can tell he's tired, which like, I get that. That would not be a fun time, but I still don't see him getting traded. I mean, if I'm the Seahawks, I go out and trade for, um, isn't it Ronnie Stanley on the Ravens? who they had been playing at right tackle and he wants to play left tackle. He doesn't want to play for the Ravens anymore. And they like, he wants to get traded. I mean, if I'm the Seahawks, I go out and I trade for Ronnie Stanley. I mean, I wouldn't trade Russell because then your team just gets worse. You know, like you go out and trade for Ronnie Stanley, your team gets better. You trade away Russell Wilson, sure, you might get three first-round picks, but they're not all going to be in the same year. So even still, you're still going to have a bad O-line for whoever you take next or get. So it, it just, in my opinion, doesn't solve the issue by getting rid of Russell Wilson. It just, okay, actually, I take that back. No, wait, it was Ronnie Stanley. Okay, both him and Orlando Brown are seemingly unhappy with the Ravens and you know I guess they just want to play different positions or whatever oh actually yeah it's Orlando Brown that wants to get traded so sorry about that I thought it was Ron Lee Stanley but it's not it's Orlando Brown and if you know anything about Orlando Brown you know that he is a very 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 good tackle in the NFL I would go drop like $13 million a year on Ronnie Stanley instead of trading Russell Wilson. Cause at least then Russell has something or, I mean, the Colts could just trade Wentz away and then get Russell Wilson and he could play behind Quentin Nelson. I mean, you know, that's feasible too. No, just kidding. That's not going to happen. But like I said, if he gets traded, that's arguably the most insane thing that is going to happen in the postseason, in the offseason, in a while. Like, we've seen a lot of crazy trades and stuff, you know, over the last 10 years. But I don't know. I feel like this would just be insane. They would be so dumb to do this. Yeah, I don't see how the Seahawks would really be helping themselves get better. They just get worse. (laughs) I mean, unless they just hit with the drafting get like the next greatest of all time i mean i know but like do you want to bet on someone who's never played in the nfl in the draft or do you want to bet on an already proven top 10 quarterback in russell wilson like i get he's over 30 now i mean what if they like work something out with the cowboys and the seahawks traded russell wilson and they got dak prescott now if the seahawks did that i think it would be worth it because dak prescott is like four years younger than Russell Wilson. So I think that that would be worth it. Even though he's coming off a horrible injury, I think that if that was presented, they should do that. But anything outside of that, I just, I don't know. Like if the Saints offered like four first round picks and Michael Thomas, like, you know, I don't know. It'd have to be something absolutely insane. And I just don't foresee it. And if it does happen, I just am ignorant, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I think Russell wants to stay with them. But I agree. 
everything gets so blown out of proportion. He says one thing about he would potentially like some protection, and the media's like, Russell Wilson wants to get traded. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, can he not just express his feelings? That's why players don't express their true feelings to the media, because then this happens. I mean, maybe, but also the Seahawks are getting mad at him about that. So, and he listed out like 14. I guess he didn't officially confirm it. I think it was his agent or someone. I can't exactly remember, but in some fairness to the media, it's like, okay, he said this. All right. Yeah. There's this brewing. It does brew it up a little bit, but then the Seahawks like got mad at him for saying that, which just stirs it up even more. So in some fairness to them. Yeah. Like, I I guess I was talking about them jumping all over it before the Seahawks got mad at Russell Wilson. Cause wasn't it like a few days after that the Seahawks expressed some displeasure that he went on and said that. Mm-hmm. So like it initially was. when he gets on there, it's like, okay, like maybe wait and see if the team says anything about it before you go berserk. But like no one waited. Everyone was like, attention, breaking news. Russell Wilson wants to get traded from the Seattle Seahawks because he doesn't like being hit. It's like every quarterback that doesn't like getting hit would like to play for a team that won't let you get hit. You know mm. what I mean? Just yeah. like I said, I'd be extremely surprised if this happened. Extremely. I, I would too, but we'll see. Um, the next trade rumor we've got here is obviously Deshaun. Excuse me. Deshaun Watson has been on the top of the trading block for many te- for a few teams. He's been the talk of the trading block. He's been, it's literally, it feels like every day. It's just, where's Deshaun Watson going? What's going on with him? What's going on with the Texans? Well, as a little update for that, um, if you've followed the story, you know that the Texans have not wanted to trade Deshaun Watson, which I don't blame them because similar to the Seahawks situation, it wouldn't really make them better. But also Deshaun Watson, you know, here's the thing. Some people are like, why are you quitting Deshaun? Some people think he's quitting on them. But in my opinion, like before he signed his contract extension, he was promised, he was told that he would be allowed to have say in the coaching decisions. Um, I think like who was being coach and all of that. So then the Texans hire Bill O'Brien as their head coach. And then Bill O'Brien does all of this stuff that he does over the offseason, trading away DeAndre Hopkins, um, making just odd trades that just don't make sense because on one hand, hand they're trading like away Johnson. good players. Well, yeah, no, that that didn't make sense. But like just in general, his inconsistency of like, okay, so you had a potential Super Bowl roster the year before where you were up 24 points against the Kansas City Chiefs. And that didn't work out. Um, well, and my bad. I think I said they made Bill O'Brien the head coach. He already was. He was the GM. And then... Which is just stupid. Why would why would you make him both? But that's kind of beside the point. I think they, you know, they gave Deshaun Watson power. They said he would have say in these things. And maybe he did, maybe he didn't. But obviously they didn't turn out the way he wanted it. And so my guess is that he you know, didn't actually get what was told he would get. And now the team's terrible and he doesn't want to be there. And I don't blame him because it just feels like, you know, we, 
we can often say, why are you quitting? Why are you quitting? But I think if we look at the situation, you look at how many players last year were just angry. I mean, there was, they basically protested their coach. I mean, when does that happen? It really doesn't happen often. So it must've been a very bad locker room situation. And I think Deshaun Watson has lost trust in his ownership. And when you lose that, why should he continue to play with you? You know, you, you know, I don't think this is any longer about quitting. I think this is a matter of your owners didn't do a good job. Why should you stay at this job? And, you know, they said they would do these things and they're not doing these things. And in fact, they are literally ruining the franchise in some ways. And it just, it doesn't make much sense to me because on one hand, it looked like they were ready for a Super Bowl, but then they trade away DeAndre Hopkins. So you think, okay, well, maybe they're trying to build, rebuild for different pieces, but then they sign Randall Cobb to a bunch of money and then they trade for Laramie Tunzel. And it's like, what are, Which what's was going a horrible on Horrible trade. Like, let, like what what's going on here like it doesn't make much sense it's like you're tanking and you're also not like if you're gonna you know maybe not tanking but it's like you're either real it looks like you're rebuilding but also you're signing veterans so like what what's going on here it doesn't make any sense so i think deshaun watson's just lost trust but the texans are being stubborn they don't want to give away deshaun which i don't blame them but also it's like Apparently, Deshaun Watson's agent said he could lose like $3 million or if he holds out, he will lose money, but he doesn't care is what his agent said. So Deshaun is not budging on this. I think he's willing to sit the season if he has to. and Which I don't think is a good idea for him, but that's kind of beside the point too. Maybe. It could just be making a statement. I think right now both sides are just trying to get what they want. I think the Texans are trying to not budge and say we're not taking trades for Deshaun Watson just to raise up the price and also put the pressure on him because they're really trying to get him to stay. But then Deshaun Watson is trying to be, you know, in his own way, I guess, stubborn and just say, I'm not going to play. You can take my money. I've got plenty of it. Who cares? Um, So honestly, I think it's just going to be, it's just a tug of war between two sides. Obviously you have the three teams that Deshaun is okay with going to being the jets, the Panthers and the dolphins. I think the dolphins have a decent shot to get him, but the problem is they are in the same conference. So if I am the Texans, I don't really want to trade to that. Like I said, with Russell Wilson earlier, I want to trade out of conference. So I don't have to deal with him every two years or every year. I want to get him as far away as I can. So I think that by by those standards, you know, we've got the Jets and we've got the Dolphins. I don't know. I mean, we'll see if they can get him, but I think the Panthers have a shot at getting a real shot at getting him too. But thing is, Texans aren't even picking up the phone. Like apparently teams have le- have resorted to leaving voicemails. So I don't know. It's kind of a crazy situation. I think the Texans are really either trying to drive up the bar, like the bargain for him, or they really just don't want to give him away and they don't want to surrender that power. And it's just, it's a, it seems like a big power struggle down there, to be honest. So, yeah, that's kind of that. What do you think, Chelsea? I think it's on both sides. Like, 
they should not have given Bill O'Brien the ability to be the GM because clearly he was a horrible GM. Some of the moves that he made, if he had not traded away DeAndre Hopkins, if he had not given up the farm for Laramie Tunzel, I suspect that Watson would probably still want to be there. You know, J.J. Watt is gone now. You know, I'm sure Watson is looking at that and going, okay, so they're going to trade away a veteran or they're going to let go of J.J. Watt, not even trade him, not even get anything for him. They're just going to let him go, but they won't even talk to me about this. Like, they shouldn't have made a horrible decision in the front office. Like, the coach that they hired, you know, Watson didn't want, he didn't like. And let's be honest, Watson exerts more power over his team than most players exert over their teams. Yeah, I'd think that Watson is one of the most influential and powerful NFL players in the whole league right now, and not many people have more power than he does. But at the same time, why would you sign a max contract to stay there? If you knew that there were some bad decisions that were going on, and if you knew that the, the guy they hired for head coach was going to end up making bad decisions, like obviously, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, and obviously he didn't know those things when he signed. But I mean, it's kind of on him. You don't want to stay there, but you signed a max contract. Like you kind of got yourself in this mess. If you didn't think that you would want to be there, or if you had some suspicions that things might not be going in a good direction, you shouldn't have signed a max contract. And if he doesn't get traded and he decides to sit out the year and lose a ton of money, okay, whatever. But the most recent players we've seen that have sat out a year and have lost a lot of money have regressed. Let's look at Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell played for the Steelers and then he sat out and he was horrible the next year. I don't want that for Watson. Watson is a top five quarterback. I don't want him to sit out the whole year and not be good anymore. Like that just sucks. Like, it's on both sides. You shouldn't have made horrible decisions while he was there, and he shouldn't have signed a max contract. It's just a huge mess. Like, I don't think that you can fault one side more than the other. Like, both of them are contributing to this problem. And if they decide to trade Deshaun Watson away, they better get more than anyone is willing to give because they will have to deal with Deshaun Watson taking over the league for the next 15 years if he can stay healthy that long. So if they're going to get rid of him, they better get a lot, and it better be worth it because if it isn't, people are going to be angry, so, so angry. I think that this most potential landing spot is the Panthers. The Panthers have some young talent. They have arguably the best running back. They have a halfway decent quarterback who would be good enough to fill in in a gap year for the Texans if they want to go after someone else. The Panthers have the pieces to go out and get him. They're going to have to give up the farm if they want to do it. But let's look at, you know, teams statistically. Teams that have good teams but bad quarterbacks typically don't make it that far. I mean, look at the Colts. Phillip Rivers is not a bad quarterback. He had a decent year. He had, what, 25 touchdowns, like 12 picks or something? Not like he had a horrible year. We lost in the first round, and we should have won that game, but we lost. I guarantee you that if we had Deshaun Watson, we probably would have been Super Bowl contenders. Quarterback matters. Like, I got into a conversation about this with someone the other day. I was like, 
if I'm the Panthers, I give up. I'm willing to trade everyone but Christian McCaffrey. Because Christian McCaffrey is essentially wide receiver four and a running back. He can do everything. He can catch, run, block, etc. He's the penultimate guy you want on your team. He's a team leader. He's young. And we didn't think he was injury prone. I mean, last year he was. But generally speaking, he's not injury prone. He has a good character. He works hard. That's the kind of guy you want to keep on your team. But the reality is, it's really easy to replace running backs. There are a lot of good running backs who come out of drafts every single year. And the Panthers backup, Mike Davis, when he filled in for Christian McCaffrey, he honestly was pretty good. He could probably start for the Panthers until they go out and get someone better. So if you're the Panthers and, you know, the the tipping point is Christian McCaffrey, I don't really think you can argue against putting him on there. Like if I if I'm the Panthers, I do ever I do all I can in my power to not give up Christian McCaffrey because that's how good he is. But if that's what it requires, yeah, I'm going to give him up and go get a top five young quarterback who could completely transform my franchise. Let's be honest, a running back's not going to transform your franchise. I mean, look at Derrick Henry. They didn't make the Super Bowl. He was the best running back last year. I just, I don't know. I honestly don't know what's going to happen with this. At first, I thought that there was no chance that that Watson was going to get traded. And then I thought there was every chance that he's going to get traded. And now I have no idea. If he gets traded, I hope that he comes to the Panthers because we're in North Carolina and it would be really cool to have him here because he does a lot for his community in Houston. You know, people love him. And you better believe if he came to Carolina, he'd do the exact same thing because that's the kind of guy that he is. But this whole mess is due to the both of them. It's due to the front office of the Texans and it's due to him. And I mean, like I said earlier, hindsight is twenty twenty. I mean, when Deshaun Watson signed that contract, the Texans, you know, weren't going, <laughs> you know, they didn't have horrible records. You know, they were a halfway decent team. So he probably signed that contract thinking, okay, I have, there's promise here. There's, I get along well with the players. You know, most of the coaches are good. And then literally right after he signed that, things started going downhill. Like Bill O'Brien got the GM job and then he did all of these dumb things. But even still, I don't know. I guess he must have just been really sold on the Texans because I just, it's both of their faults. I mean, if Deshaun Watson sits out the whole year, they're screwed. And if they trade him, they're screwed. So regardless, they're screwed. So you might as well be screwed and get something for him. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like... (laughs) Yeah, like at least I mean, go out and get some young stars, three first round picks and use that to rebuild your team. Like if he sits out, you're screwed and you get nothing. So you might as well get something. I mean, that's what he wants. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, the Miami Dolphins could just be like, hey, here's your picks back. If you want to, <laughs> right. you know, like that'd be pretty funny. Honestly, I'd be like, wow, the tank succeeded. But I don't know. We'll we'll see where they go with it. It's definitely it's a messy situation, but I'm very I think he's definitely the the trade rumor of the summer as of now. So he's the or trade of the rumor whole off season. So yeah. I'm excited to see what happens. But 
in some trade news, Chelsea, this is a big one for you. So if you want to cover this one, I think you would be great for this. So, Yeah, I mean, this is kind of old news at this point. It dropped a few weeks ago, so I'm not going to go super in-depth. But Colts traded for Carson Wentz, right? Which is either going to turn out really good or really bad, right? I feel like there's not really going to be an in-between. Colts gave up a 2021 third rounder and a 2022 conditional second rounder, which could turn into a first rounder if Carson Wentz plays a specific amount of games or if they make the playoffs or both. So his contract is not as horrible as people thought it was going to be. We're paying him about the same amount we paid Phillip Rivers last year on his one-year contract, and we paid Phillip Rivers $25 million. And Carson Wentz has a much higher ceiling than Phillip Rivers does. So honestly, looking at it, the contract isn't terrible because the Eagles ate a lot of it. You know, they had, they took what, it wasn't like the biggest cap hit in NFL history for trading him, which is just insane. But this is Carson Wentz's last chance. I mean, I think everyone in the NFL knows this. I think he knows this. If he can't turn it around at the Colts, his career is likely done and he's probably going to be reduced to a backup on some poverty team in the NFL. Because, I mean, look at his history. Works well with Frank Reich. He was the offensive coordinator of the Eagles during their Super Bowl run, right? So he works well with the head coach. He finally has a good O-line. He has good position players on offense like Michael Pittman and Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines and Mo Ali cox And, you know, there are good players there. He has a strong defense. He's arguably a top five defense all year. So he has the system, the coaches, and the people around him to help him succeed. And if he doesn't succeed, he's done. Like, this is it. I would, I mean, he's on a four-year contract. I'd say if he hasn't turned it around in two years, the Colts are probably going to try and trade him because, you know, he is in the perfect environment to be able to succeed. And if he doesn't, you know, it's sad, and I don't want that for him. You know, I want him to succeed, and I think that he will succeed with the Colts. I think he will be able to revitalize his career with us and that he will be decent and that he could potentially end up being really good. But if he doesn't, you know, that's that, and that's his career, which, you know, no one wants to see someone go from being really good to really bad. They get their last chance, and, you know, it all just blows up in their face. Like, no one wants to see that. So, Here's to hoping that Carson Wentz can revitalize his career at the Colts and that the Colts can go to the Super Bowl this year because we are in win-now mode. Now is the time, so we'll see. But that was very big news that dropped a few weeks ago. I freaked out when that happened, not going to lie. I, like, ran downstairs. I was like, Dad, look what happened. You know, I I was going crazy. And, of course, you know, I ran downstairs. My dad wasn't there, so I was, like, being really loud for no reason, which was – that's kind so awkward, sad. But <laughs> yeah, but you know, we'll see how it turns out. We'll see how it pans out. And here's the hoping that it turns out well and that the Colts finally find their guy because the post Andrew Luck era of being a Colts fan for our quarterbacks has been rough. The rest of our team, not so much, but like I was talking about earlier, teams that have good quarterbacks have the most promise and you can have an amazing team but if you have an average or a mediocre guy you're not going to get very far so hopefully Carson Wentz can be that kind of guy that can be spectacular and can have his really good moments and be consistent and if he can 
watch out for the Colts this upcoming season because we're going to have a new left tackle, probably a new wide receiver, maybe some new pieces on defense, you know, outside of what we already have. So it'll be interesting to see how this ends up evolving this year because it's either going to be really good and he's going to have a ton of success or he's going to go like 15 touchdowns, seven interceptions. You know what I mean? But if he doesn't end up working out, we have Jacob Eason and he gets a shot. So, I mean, regardless, it's still kind of exciting. So, Yeah, I think it'll be... I think it's a good trade for the Colts, honestly. I mean, they really didn't have to give up that much. and Yeah, didn't even give up a first. Apparently, mm-hmm. that was the only offer we put on the table at the beginning, and our GM didn't budge because he knew that no one else was going to put something up that was that good. So he put that up. He didn't even offer a first-round pick at the beginning. That was his offer. And the Eagles waited and waited and waited, hoping that they'd get, you know, a better offer from the Bears or a better offer from the Colts. And it didn't happen. They lived under Chris Ballard's thumb. And that is just awesome. (laughs) I mean, hey, props to the Colts GM. I mean, he knew exactly what the Eagles were going to do. And he said, look, um, this is a take it or leave it deal. So I think this is really good for the Colts and for... The Eagles, you know, they're able to just kind of move on. So and move on to Jalen Hurts, see what he can do. And for the Colts, they're able to get who has someone who has been a good quarterback in the past. I think that if he can do well for the Colts, they could go pretty far. They could do some damage in the league. So I'm I'm cool with the trade. I think it's a good trade for the Colts. And if it doesn't work out, I don't think it's one to blame them over. Yeah, I agree. Now, kind of tuning into our last little segment of this episode, um, just there have been a lot of free agency veteran cuts that have been happening this week, and there are going to be a lot more that happen next week. But just some highlights of that, not talking about like who I think that they'll go to, but just some of the people that got cut. And there are some names that, you know, people will recognize. Giants, they cut wide receiver Golden Tate, which is, you know, a pretty recognizable name. Um, The Vikings cut Kyle Rudolph, which that was a big one. People didn't think that was going to happen. Washington cut Alex Smith, the reigning comeback player of the year, gone. You know, side note, I feel like of all of the people in the NFL who did not deserve to get cut, It was Alex Smith. Like, I get that his contract was bad, and I got that it was a money thing and that it wasn't anything personal, but after all the guy's been through, suffering his horrible injury, you know, rehabbing, playing, helping his team win, and then winning the award, and then he gets cut. It's like, well, that was that, I guess. Yeah. I just feel like of all the people who should not have been cut, like, who didn't deserve it, it should have been him, but... He'll end up being a backup to some young protege around the league somewhere. Because, I mean, he was the starter before Patrick Mahomes started, and we've seen how that turned out. So maybe he'll go to Jacksonville and mentor Trevor Lawrence or something. You know, who knows? And then Dolphins linebacker Kyle Van Noy, which I think is the most surprising considering last year he signed a $4 million, or a $4 million, a four-year $51 million contract with the Dolphins. And they 
essentially told him, we're not keeping you anymore. We're attempting to trade you currently, but if we can't trade you, you're getting cut. And he was like very surprised. And I was very surprised. Kyle Van Noy is not horrible and he's 29 and he signed a four-year contract. So either he just had a horrible statistical injury riddled year or they just don't want him anymore. Maybe they're trying to clear money out for, you know, Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson. You know, I don't know, but that one was particularly surprising. But those are all some of the ones that have happened so far. I'm sure that there will be more that will be happening in the upcoming week, but we just don't know yet. Yeah, that's kind of, it's crazy what the Dolphins did with him. I, I mean, with Kyle Van Noy, it's kind of a wild thing. You know, he was made a captain and it was, he was just signed to a longer term deal. And also they're Apparently trying to he played win. through a bad hip injury mm-hmm. and he like ended up in the hospital one night after one of the games, because he just was going through some injury stuff. Yeah. Like you said, they made him a captain. Like, you're just gonna, you're just gonna cut him. Like he's not even 30. I just, that doesn't really make sense to me, but I'm also not an NFL GM, so who knows? I don't know. Maybe something went on that we don't know, but it does seem kind of odd because they're trying to build a Super Bowl roster. They're trying to get better off their 10-win season, and then they're making a move like that, which yet again, like I, I know you can't always say these moves are automatic like failures or bad ideas, but... Also, it's like, okay, if I'm trying to build a Super Bowl roster, why am I getting rid of talent? Getting rid of good yeah, talent. Yeah, seriously. I don't, I, don't, I've, I don't understand that mindset because people sometimes maybe expect just like a rookie to come in and just be really great. And I'm like, that's not normally for most rookies how that works. So we'll see what they what they're planning. I mean, they must have some plan or some idea of what they're trying to do, but I don't know. This one just kind of seems like it doesn't make sense. Yeah, and I mean, I'm sure in the next week or so we'll see some surprising veteran cuts that we may not see coming because in the NFL, you know, a veteran is someone who's considered to be at least 30. So like you could have just turned 30 and being considered a veteran. I mean, even in the NFL, veterans are considered like 26 or 27. Like you could have people that aren't even 30 being cut, which is wild because a lot of those guys still have, you know, five, six, seven years of good football left in them. So, I mean, we'll see. But yeah, so thanks for listening, guys. Tune back in next Wednesday. I know today we're filming on Thursday and that it won't be released on Wednesday But regardless, tune back in next Wednesday for more content. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at underscore LCF football underscore Instagram at launch codes football and on Facebook and YouTube at launch codes football. I'm Chelsea and I'm Chris and we'll see you next week. See y'all. Bye.